Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. Magician Michael Carbonero performs live at the Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races in West Virginia on Saturday, May 7th. We spoke about his rise to fame as a magician, actor, and host of the TV show The Carbonero Effect. Hey, Michael Carbonero, thanks so much for taking the time to join us on WTOP. Yes, so good to be here. What's up, Jason? Hey, man, we're talking because uh, you're coming to the Hollywood Casino in Charlestown, West Virginia on Saturday, May 7th. Uh, what do we got? Uh, is this, there is will this, be magic. There, there will, be, will magic. be pranking, surprises. It's going to be a good time. Oh, and it's a 21-plus show because it's a casino, and that's going to be interesting. <laughs> I usually do family shows. You know, all my shows are family-friendly, but this one, because it's a casino, it's 21-plus, so... I might be able to let loose a little bit more. It's a little different than doing, you know, magic tricks at like a kid's birthday party. This is the this is the other end of the spectrum, man. This is people getting, you know, getting hammered and watching. <laughs> exactly right. Now, most of well, even the family shows, the parents uh, tend to have a little bit before they come or while they're waiting in the lobby. Everybody, it's nice to have everybody a little bit loosened up, right? Yeah, exactly. So you're, it's it's a brand even the new kid, one. Even the kids drink at my show. You know, we hand out shots. To the children, I oh, know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, brand new show. I I got to. Uh, I had some time. I didn't know if you heard there was a pandemic. Yeah, you heard about that. And uh, <laughs> I was able to, you know, work on an all new show, all new tricks, all new stuff. So it's a brand new tour show, and you know, I've done ten of them already out on this tour, and it's like finally clicking. Everything's great, and the laughs are landing, and people are switching tricks out, finding the best tour, and it's just it's really in hot shape right now. So it's called Carbonara Lies on Stage. Where do you, what, what's in the title? Well, it's, you know, it's a play on live on stage. And obviously, you know, anyone who knows, well, any magician really, but anyone who knows me from the Carbonaro Effect TV show, the hidden camera TV show. True TV, baby. That's right. They love, they really like when I lie to people. You know, they like those fun, funny little like scientific mumbo jumbo explanations I make for the for the magic and the pranks. And they can't get enough of it. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to come to your town and lie right to you. And I think that's a noble place to be because there's good lies and bad lies. And when someone's not telling you they're lying, that's the bad kind. <laughs> yeah, and when a magic show is all about deception anyway. And that's the good Right. Guy. Yeah, I'm completely honest about lying. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Uh, well, very, very cool. Well, you mentioned the Carbonara effect. Obviously, it's on True TV. How many years are we in now in that fifth season? Uh, yes, we did five seasons, 120 something episodes total, which blows my mind. I had no idea we'd ever be able to do that many, uh, shows. So we ended with the fifth season. So we, we talked about maybe doing some more and then the pandemic hit and we were still talking. It's still open-ended. We weren't like canceled or anything, but I've got this, 
I got another TV project I'm working on that I'm really trying to push forward first. I think it's like the next level. It's like the thing to come after the Carbonaro effect. Um, and, what is uh, it? Can we share anything about it? Well, it's it's a variety show. It's a variety show with magic, with hidden camera, with some pranks, with live audience members, and and it, like in front of a live audience and throwing off to segments. And it's a way for, you know, like with my last show, if you became a fan of my last show, I'd literally literally have people like write in like, uh, oh, I love your show. Oh, my gosh. I wish I could be on it. But now I know who you are. And I'm like, well, that, that seems like a kind of a dead end career, doesn't it? It's like you gather all these fans who can't come and see you. So <laughs> I'm like, what can I do where the fans can get to play around with me? You know, like I want to do a show in front of them like I do on my live tours, mix some pranking. Maybe they can help me with some of the pranks and maybe they could be in on it. Or maybe we surprise people right there live. And like you see in my live tour show now, like I'm doing at the Hollywood Casino there, you know, you, you, even if you know I'm a magician, I can still prank you. And you could still be surprised and have fun and be like, oh, my gosh, you totally got me. And that's that's the kind of new TV show I want to make. Yeah. Talk about how how it, that the hidden camera prank stuff is adds another layer, because, you know, it's I guess you and I probably grew up watching various magicians and they blow our minds in certain ways. But now that you can do the whole pranking thing, that adds a whole other element to it. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I was such a big fan as a kid watching syndicated episodes of Candid Camera. You know, just watching people's reactions as they, you know, like people when people when, when, when you don't know someone's being watched and people feel like they can have a, a private moment. It's like the most gripping thing to watch. So it was like and, and Candid Camera used to do very similar things like I do on the Carbonaro effect. Of course, they weren't like posing as a magician hiding out, but they would have like a car, you know, drive into a gas station that when they opened the hood, you know, there'd be a lady driving the car. It's like, it's making a weird noise. They'd open the hood and the car had no motor. <laughs> so now you have like these guys at the gas station, like, wait a minute, lady, how did you get here? And, you know, right. they, and they showed you how they did it. They really just, they took a car, they took the motor out of it, you know, and then they pushed it down a hill. They found a gas station that was like right at the bottom of a hill. So they like pushed this car down the hill. So everyone watched her like drive in or so it seemed and stop the car. And then she, they opened the hood and there's no motor and just hearing her lie to them. You know, she was doing the Carbonaro effect. You know, she was like, I don't know. I heard a sound. I guess maybe it fell out. And they're like, lady, that doesn't happen. You know, it was really compelling stuff stuff so I was like as a magician this is gold you know like why not hide all kinds of techniques of a magician and things disappearing or something falling through something else and make all kinds of fun little pranks and and pose magic in a way that people can see it without having to you know wonder if it's you know how did the magician do it they're actually like how is this happening in my real world in front of me right now I love it I love it. It's so entertaining. Well, remind us, um, I mean, you sort of mentioned you watching Candy Camera growing up, but I want to know more about you growing up, how you got into this whole magic racket to begin with. <laughs> Where was it? It was in uh, in New York somewhere, right? Oakdale? That's right. Yeah, that's right. Oakdale, Long Island, I grew up. Um, and I wanted to be a makeup artist. I loved horror movies, still do. Special which ones? effects. Which ones were your, which ones oh, were your Freddy Krueger, like Nightmare on Elm Street was my right. jam. Right. My favorite horror movie of all time, uh, American Werewolf in London. Um, I love that because it's kind of funny and also scary at the same time. And I, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to make those creatures and make people up and make zombies. And I used, I was, I'm really good. I'm actually so good at it. It's a hobby for me to do special effects. But I would buy makeup supplies at a local magic shop. That's where they would also have, you know, the latex and the masks. And, you know, magic shop kind of is the hub of all things I love. It's like pranks and jokes and gags and masks and costumes and scary things and illusions. Like all of that stuff. It's just like my heart 
just I'm like a magnet to it. So I, I started finding that like performing magic tricks, you know, I'd like demo the guys would demo stuff at the counter and I buy some magic tricks. And I loved doing it for my friends. I loved watching them react in the moment and really developed a, you know, a rapport, personality, comedy through performing magic tricks for people. Wow. And then you started taking it a little more seriously. You went and did a drama. You got your a bachelor's in drama at the Tisch School at NYU. That's right. Yeah. I, I wanted to, you know, I went to NYU really with the aspirations of just becoming the next David Copperfield. I was like, I want to learn everything about theater. I want to learn television production. I want to learn how to be an actor and how to move and how to dance and good voice and speech and how to articulate on stage. I want to be like the ultimate consummate entertainer. And I really got into the acting and stand-up comedy, too, when I was in New York. And I was like, wait a minute, maybe I don't need magic tricks. Like, maybe I want to just be a comedian or maybe I want to be on a sitcom or maybe I want to be in movies. So now I just do all of it. You know, I was like, I've been in a bunch of TV shows. I'm still going out for television all the time, did a couple little movies. And I love that, too. So it's like, I think that makes... You know, a, a magician, it's cool that a magician is able to, you know, when, when parents come up to me and they're like, what would you recommend? You know, my son, my daughter wants to be a magician. I'm always like, well, you know, there's millions of places to learn tricks, but have them like learn theater, you know, have them be in, a, in school plays and have them learn about voice, speech, dance and stuff. Because if they want to be a magician, you got to be an entertainer. It's an all around entertainment gig, man. It's not just rabbits out of a hat. It's everything now. Yeah. Um, well, growing, growing up around the New York area, I mean, I'm sure that it was, you finally felt like you made it to a certain extent when you got invited to do some magic stuff on the Tonight Show. Who was your first host when you got on? Was it Leno still? Actually, the first late night show I did was, um, Jimmy Kimmel Live. Okay. And I did this crazy act. It was in my old tour. Um, I kick it back in every now and then because it's just so wild. It's it's like a weird magic. It's not even a trick, but it's this act where I cover myself in shaving cream and sculpt myself into all of these monsters and creatures. And like it's really it's like a performance art piece, but it's like wild and it's it's really hard to explain actually. But it's like you can see my love of special effects makeup during that act. So I I did that I do that that act and I did that on late night uh, Jimmy Kimmel's show. And then uh, after that, I got over to The Tonight Show with Jay Leno and started doing little hidden camera magic segments at this convenience store and, you know, dreaming up my my big show. You know, I'd always wanted to have a TV show like Candid Camera that mixed magic and I loved scare tactics. And in college, I'm like, there is a magic like hidden camera show to be had here. So on The Tonight Show, I just started doing little things. But on the then when I got, the, you know, I met some producers and figured out the Carbonaro effect. It was like, all right, let's do some big stuff. I want to like make a car disappear and I want to like levitate. And I want to do all this. So we've done like the craziest stuff on the TV show. I forgot your question, but hey, there's an answer. <laughs> just, just, wanted, <laughs> just wanted to know what it was like going on the Tonight Show. And you took oh, it sorry. with yes. it. <laughs> Didn't you also do Chappelle Show? Absolutely. Man, you've done your research or you're a super fan. I don't know which one it is, but yes, we'll I just, was on. We'll just let you decide whatever, which one it is. Yes, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, I was on Chappelle Show and it's funny because in this tour, I actually showed the clip when I was on the Chappelle show. I had like one line on Chappelle show. And um, I showed that clip uh, later on in the night. Uh, and I think a lot of people are like, is that real? Like they think like they see me on the TV show and then they think that maybe it's like some digital trick where I put myself on the show. And I'm like, no, no, I was really on the Chappelle show. <laughs> but yeah, I was so excited to be on that. Oh my gosh. Even to just get one line on that TV show, that was like uh, one of the first acting gigs I got. 
It's fantastic. And speaking of the, of the actual, you know, outside of sketch comedy or, or late night comedy, you know, talk shows, right. of, of, of the actual acting stuff, because you're talking about how you sort of were well-rounded, did theater, all that stuff, but of the actual acting, uh, well, let me, what was some of your role? I mean, you did 30 Rock, you did The Newsroom, um, right, CSI, right. like, uh, did, did you have, a, do you have a favorite experience of, of being on set of a, like a scripted show? Yes, I do. My favorite experience was definitely on Fran Dresser, Fran Drescher's show, um, Happily Divorced. She had a series called Happily Divorced, and just getting to to that whole week long of rehearsing with the crew, and you know, I got I had a recurring role, so I got to come back twice on that show, and that experience of getting to do a TV show, the three camera sitcom experience where there's the live audience on the night that you tape the show it's like the perfect hybrid of like getting to do tv and also getting to do theater at the same time because you're like really performing for real people in the room and that is just the best there is i mean and they were so fun everyone was in you know fran was so generous to me she was like I think you're so funny. She's like, do whatever you want. Like, get, let's go. Pitch. Try stuff. Let's figure it out. And she, everything was really open. A lot of times it can be very like, you know, you miss this word. And you're like, oh, my gosh, on a show. You know, but like uh, she, she was really up to play. Everybody was playing, finding the comedy and having fun and then getting to do it in front of that crowd. It was just like I felt like I was just a fireball. Yeah, that must getting to do the you know you watched all those three camera sitcoms growing up and to be able to actually be there and look around and see those cameras is probably a wild experience. I, I made it, ma. Um, yeah, totally. Yes. <laughs> well, what I mean, we've covered a lot. What else do we need to know about you? <laughs> what What is it? No one asked you that you wish they did. <laughs> oh, um, not hmm. not related to magic or anything. But what's like another? What is, else does Michael Carbonero like to do in his spare time? Any other? hobbies or really really special effects makeup is like my other golden hobby i love getting to play makeup i kill it every halloween like on my instagram i always post my costumes and making latex masks and making prosthetics and so yeah you could check some of those out i've done some killer makeup jobs i have to admit i'm like <laughs> i made myself up like the lost boys myself and my husband i made us both like two characters in the lost boys i did like my throat ripped out from american werewolf in london i was freddy krueger i did a michael jackson like i've really transformed myself with makeup i just love the magic of that yeah, and there, there's your American Werewolf in London. Those special effects in that John Landis movie was totally, you could totally see it you know, inspiring the the thriller werewolves. And oh, yeah. Michael Jackson. And did stuff. you see, did you, uh, Rick Baker's new book, uh, Metamorphosis, the two volume book on all of his makeup art? My gosh. That, oh, I haven't read so it. So good. It's wow. so good. He tells all the stories of that, and there's just the most amazing photos. I have, um, I have some items from movies. That's maybe like some things people don't ever know about but I have some like props from movies you know that we collect I have like one of the original gremlins from gremlins 2 the gremlin puppet I also <laughs> I also have the uh the spider gremlin like the giant spider gremlin from gremlins 2 the full Rick Baker fully restored spider gremlin which is in a museum in Vegas right now but it's it's part of my horror collection and uh, I've got a pair of contact lenses from the Lost Boys, like those handmade, hand-painted, like acrylic hard lenses to make them look like vampires. I've got Madonna's earrings from um, Dick Tracy. So, yeah, I love movies and I love props and little items like that. So whenever I could pick, I got from from The Fly, probably another one of my favorite horror movies. Jeff Oh, Goldblum's God, the, the Cronenberg. That's so Cronenberg good. Fly is the best. I have like a, an original sketch of them like designing the makeup. Really? Yeah, I have that framed. I'm... Yeah, those are my 
I think that's everything. I mean, it sounds like I have a lot, like a whole museum, but that's about it. I think I just listed every single item <laughs> I have, but I love be that afraid, stuff. I be very afraid. That's such a good one, man. Um, well, I can tell, I can tell that you light up when you start talking about that side passion, you know? So, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, it's magic, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's, it's an illusion. It's completely, you know, all those tricks they would pull on in horror movies, especially back in the day before CGI and everything was practical effects. That's kind of what I was doing on the Carbonaro effect. You know, I couldn't use CGI on the Carbonaro effect. I had to perform these real practical magic pranks and illusions right in front of people's eyes. Right. So it's so similar. It's like, you know, special effects artists are, are magicians. Yeah, it, it, it really it really is. And uh, I assume you'll be bringing some of that same magic out to the Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races in West Virginia Good. on Saturday, May 7th. Uh, I always like to end, just speak directly to our listeners. Just say, you know, hey, guys, come on out. Hey, yeah. Hey, guys, come on down and check out the show. You will be uh, delighted. You'll be fooled. You, I will get you. I will prank you. Two people a night I make disappear right from the stage. So if you... Anyone you're looking to, you know, get rid of, bring them on down and point over their head and I'll see what I can do for you. <laughs> and they never come back. They're just gone. They disappear forever. <laughs> All right, man. Well, appreciate it. Michael Carbonaro, we're going to make this interview uh, uh, disappear here. So go poof, sir. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Jason. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for joining us on Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Remember to hit the subscribe button and give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time. I wanted to take a second to tell you about an app I really enjoy. Living in the D.C. area is great, and Podcast D.C. gathers all of the local shows that I like all in one local app. Health, sports, local news, politics, and so much more. Podcast D.C. is the new local app with hundreds of D.C. area podcasts to choose from. I can earn exciting rewards just for listening and share the podcasts I love instantly. Available in the App Store or in Google Play, listen local with Podcast D.C.